Good morning, Northgate and friends. Yes, another Sunday. And while I'm recording this, another beautiful, sunny, blessed day. Yeah, we're blessed with this weather these last few days. And it certainly uh, is an encouragement. But we want to get into God's Word today and see what He has to say to us. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would bless your word. May it not come back void. May we be encouraged in your grace. Holy Spirit, may we share your grace. Lord God, you are so faithful to us. We just praise you. We're so thankful for Jesus today. Pray all this in your precious name. Amen. So we are working our way through the book of Joshua. And today in chapter 2, we're going to talk about a story you probably all know. If you don't know, it's about the spies and the harlot named Rahab. Yes, Rahab was a prostitute, yet God's redemptive story was at work. And the Lord changed her as she opened the door. But before I get there, I wanted to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, where it says this, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What an amazing verse and how it relates to our story this morning in Joshua. His grace is incredible his unmerited favor his love his forgiveness and yet we just have to have faith and open the door to that so in our story in Joshua the last couple of weeks we've learned that the Israelites now in the wilderness are about to enter the promised land under the leadership of Joshua we learned we're all called to be leaders full of that faith that Joshua had full of the spirit being in God's presence and last week we learned that we need to be strong and courageous to believe in the promises of God, to obey his word, to know that he is with us and we need not fear. So as we enter into chapter 2 and we look at some of these themes, again we meet these spies in the beginning of the chapter that are sent out to spy on the city of Jericho. As they enter, they find this harlot named Rahab and it says specifically that she lodged them there in verse 1. And it was told the king of Jericho in verse 2, saying, Behold, men have come. But you might know the story that Rahab hides the men and then tells the police or the palace guard or the king that they were there, but they had left, but she is hiding them under the flax on the roof. She told them, these men of Jericho, that they had left already, and here they go off pursuing them in verse 7. Now these men, perplexed at why she would do this, she says in verse 9, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. Verse 10, we have heard 
how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Shihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth below. Rahab goes on to continue as she's hiding those men to say, would you remember me? And the men say, yes, your life for ours. But you need to do one thing. They gave her a scarlet cord and to bind on the door and to put it out that they would know. What a beautiful picture, the scarlet cord. And so she does do that. And she also goes and tells her whole family and brings them into her home that when the Israelites come to destroy Jericho, they will see that she is there, but she has gone and gotten her family and they all will be saved. Those two men return in verse 23, descend from the mountains, cross over, and they tell Joshua all that happened. And they tell him about Rahab. And we know in chapter 6 that when they destroy Jericho that Joshua says, but not the house of Rahab. So much to learn in this story about God's redemption. It's so interesting that Rahab, a harlot, described even in Hebrews, in the New Testament, and here in Joshua, probably not a very nice past, yet God's love is for everyone. No matter in the past what we've done, no matter how we failed, no matter if we think we're good or bad, we know that we're not righteous, but I know there are some who are so shamed because of their behavior. Even now, maybe even this week, you feel like you're not enough for the love of God. But if God's going to share his love on someone like Rahab, most certainly he shares it with us. Most certainly, no matter what we've done, God's love conquers that. And that's how we come to know him. We receive that. But even this week, we need to share the truth of God's redemption and love to ourselves every day because the Satan lies to us. He condemns us and he says, well, how can you think you're a Christian? How can you think you fill in the blank. You're a good neighbor, a good child, a good spouse. How can you think that? Look at your behavior. But God's love is there for us to help us to understand. It goes beyond our failure. And what a beautiful picture we see in the New Testament. Even Paul, who was one who chased down those in the church and was a part of seeing them murdered, seeing Stephen murdered. Yet God's love would reach out, would knock on that door and desire to come in. And for us, and maybe you're watching this video and you think, well, listen, you don't know my week, my past. You don't know my life. I know God knows your life. And I know that God loves you. And I know that God's redemption conquers all our sin. You know, oftentimes we look at good and bad and what's right and wrong. And there's a time for that's an important. But God is always out to redeem and make things and people new. That's always the narrative, how God saves, that his love conquers. And we need to be encouraged in that. 
I find it very interesting in the story because there little is added in Hebrews when you look in chapter 11, that great hall of faith and Rahab's included. But why she had faith, it says because she received the men in peace. It says in chapter 11, what a thought. She received the men. And no matter our past or our failures or even this week, we need to receive God. As she received the spies because she heard the testimony. She knew who God was. She knew his power. So then she received. And we need to do that by faith. You see, it's God's grace as we read at the beginning. His grace is all the work. His grace is everything. His unmerited favor. We don't deserve it. But the question by faith is, are we receiving it? You can't work into it. You have to open the door and then God will begin the work in you. See, his grace is so great, but by faith, are we each and every day receiving him and his love and his goodness? That point where we become and put the cord out and confess and say, yes, God, I believe in you, but continually opening the door and receiving. Yeah, revelation. He stands at the door and he knocks. He wants to fellowship with us each and every day. He wants us to open by faith, his grace in our lives. He continually has redeemed, is redeeming, and will completely redeem in heaven. That's how his grace works, past, present, and future. He's sanctifying us, but we have to continually open the door by faith in Revelation. I stand at the door. I knock. I want to fellowship you I, I, with you. I want my love to be at your table, my forgiveness, not the thoughts of being a prostitute or a harlot, how negative that is. But in our lives, have we blown it? We need to go. We need to continually go to Christ and to God's love. I love it. It's incredible. And even in the Song of Solomon, as the king knocks on the door of the Shumanite asking to come in. But yet, she was in her bed and say, well, no, I'm all tucked in for the night. That's enough. But Jesus is knocking and continually wants to open. And do you have the faith to receive? And maybe you've never received, but continually receive. God, yes. God, yes. I know my past. I know it's a disaster. We're all sinners. But God, yes. May we be encouraged in that redemption and that love. She heard the story of how great God is. She heard of God's victories. She heard of God's goodness. She heard of God's power. She said, I had to open the door. Well, it doesn't end there, the beauty of it. And even in Ephesians, when we're saved by that amazing grace, by believing and not by our work, it says he has, he has works planned for us in his redemptive story. He turns what is negative and he makes it good. And then he has works for us. Incredible works for us and even for Rahab you see after Jericho that's not the end of the story she's only one of a couple women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus through David we know in Matthew chapter 1 you see it seems that she married someone in the camp of the Israelites her past done but yet refined and redeemed she finds marriage she finds Love from God, the God of Israel, and someone from Israel. 
That guy's name we find out in the book of Ruth, Salmon. Who knows? Maybe one of the spies. We just know it was an individual. But we do know that through them they produced Boaz. It says in the book of Ruth. And Boaz and Ruth produced Obed. And Obed, Jesse. And Jesse, David. And God used Rahab's life. He used her. He redeemed her. He had work set out for her. And how true that is of you and me. You see, God uses us no matter our past, no matter our failures, that God's redeeming grace wants to use us even in the midst of the disaster we've made. God is so faithful. It's to use you and I. How was your week? And maybe you felt like you're not enough, that you failed, as I've mentioned, but you have been redeemed and God does love you and he wants to use you as he used Rahab and her life and her name in the genealogy of Christ. And what great work does God have for you? Every day you need to open that door in faith. Yeah, in God's work, that it's his work and his redemption. And in that, thinking of that, becoming what he wants you to be. And he's prepared these beautiful works for you and I to walk in. And that is exciting. It's not your work. It's not your effort. It's Christ. It's God and his love and what he's done. And that grace motivates us. It trains us. It has works prepared for us and in his favor, in his ability, as we by faith walk in it, we produce much fruit. And I think today, to be honest, many are struggling because they are living in condemnation of what they are not. And they're not seeing what God has made them rejoicing and praising and walking in it. It's a lesson we all need to hear. As I've talked about before, someone gave me a devotional and it was like, preach the gospel each day to yourself. And each day had a chapter and you look at it and you think of what Christ has done, his redemption, his love. Yeah, we were all Rahabs. It doesn't matter what the sin was, but yet by faith we've opened the door and as we walk with him, he will use us for his glory. We need to be encouraged today in the goodness, the forgiveness the grace of God. And I will add something this morning. May you share it. You don't deserve his grace. He's lavished it upon you. And now your job and your good works, knowing that you don't deserve it, is to share it to others. And Satan's going to put thoughts in your mind that they don't deserve it, that they're not good enough. But yet the grace you've received, you need to show each and every day. And instruct people in the goodness and the love of God. What a beautiful picture. And maybe you're called even to grab your family today. And in your faith, bring them, bring them, bring them and say, listen, this is the God I've heard of. I've opened the door. Now come in, come and see. So often we read that in the Gospel of John at the beginning with the disciples. Well, who is this Jesus? Come and see. Come and see. This is what he's done. This is what he's doing. Come and see his grace and his goodness and his love. This morning, come and see. 
dime continually open the door of fellowship with the one with the power to save you. Put out the scarlet cord each and every day by the blood of Christ. His scarlet blood, his red blood that poured for you. That we are free and we are safe. Praise God this morning. You are redeemed. We have a God of redemption. And he's redeeming you and I. He has redeemed us and will completely redeem us. And that's his desire for the world. You see, it's desire that his desire that none should perish, but all would come to the knowledge of truth that he died and rose again. He desires that everyone would be redeemed and live in that grace and that love. Praise God. Would you be encouraged today, this week, of the work of God? And may you have faith to receive him each day each hour, each minute. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this reminder. Thank you for your grace and your goodness and your love. God, you truly are amazing. Stephen, in this moment, if someone's feeling condemned, as they trust and believe in you, would you wipe that away? You've bought them back. You desire many good things for them. Praise God, may we all believe that. In your precious name, Jesus, amen. Well, have a great week. Be blessed, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.